thanks for coming in here this morning. Uh, Tim, thanks for having me. Glad and to be and here. The, the calendar as such, uh, the, the first few days of the session last week, I think four days, and then uh, the, the break this week, King Day holiday on Monday, and three days uh, budget hearings out today, and then back in, I think, Monday will be day five, if I'm, if I'm that on is, track. That's correct. All yeah. Right. Uh, committee assignments, first of all, and I got the note uh, this week as to the ones you, you're on. I, I know right away what the House Higher Education Committee does. I know what the Transportation Committee does. I have no idea about this other thing, the Intragovernmental Coordination Committee. What in the world is this thing? <laughs> well, Tim, that's uh, that's actually where all all your local legislation will come through. So in any any city jurisdiction wants to change anything. Uh, Watkinsville is actually uh, considering uh, changing up their term limits to four years, or not term limits, but term lengths to uh, four years. Um, that's something that uh, would be a bill that would be dropped and then go. I through had no idea that required as a city, a chartered city, the city of Watkinsville. Talking about, I didn't know this was in the works. They're talking about changing their council terms. What are they? Two years now. That's correct. And they would become four years. Why on earth? And I know this is not a question for you. You didn't decide this, but why on earth would that be something for the legislature to decide? It's it's for us to sign off on. Um, I mean, I think for the biggest thing, and one of the things that we've already, uh, as we've uh, shared with them, you know, we're not here to tell Watkinsville what to do, but we're here to protect them. And and uh, so if they're kind of if they're going to come to us with that, number one, it needs to be unanimous ask. We're not going to get in between their policies and politics of of council members. But also has to have significant uh, public input as well. And there's all been a tradition anyway. Nobody's bound by it, but it's been a tradition on matters of local legislation like that, and there'll be those in Athens, Clark County as well. Typically or traditionally, you would want unanimity, uh, unanimity among the members of the local legislative delegation as well. That's correct, yes. And um, if there's not that, we, we've, it wouldn't move forward. Again, not to get lost in the weeds of that specific issue, uh, Marcus Weedauer, Representative Marcus Weedauer, in with us. The one that, again, you would be or some member of the Athens leg- legislative delegation would seem to be a natural fit for the Higher Education Committee and the cradle of the University of Georgia, the state's flagship university. That's a plum assignment for somebody in this delegation. Yeah, I mean, I, I could not be happier with my uh, all my committee assignments, quite frankly. Um, you know, two of the biggest things I talked about uh, during the campaign was education and transportation. And I found myself on uh, higher education and the transportation committees. Uh, I, I couldn't be happier with that. I'm, I'm honored. Uh, they obviously uh, uh, have faith in me to represent as well and uh, excited to be there. Now, here's what we want. I, what I say we as a community collectively. We want as much money brought back from there over here as possible. And we'll frankly, we'll judge your effectiveness as a member of the legislature in large part as a result of that. That'll be a measuring stick. Maybe not the only one that's between you and your constituents. But I mean, you understand what I'm saying. I mean, there's a bottom line. There's a number we can attach to that. And we will. Well, and and and, and absolutely. And, and again, going back to the campaign, I mean, that's what we that's what I campaign on. Um, I'm excited to actually be able to get results in that. Uh, you know, it's often we can talk about things that we want to do. Um, it's not as often that you actually get put in the position to be actual, be able to be effective. Um, I'm excited for our community for us to have a seat at that table. All right. Uh, in terms of uh, transportation, and you said you ran on that, and you talked about that a lot during the course of the campaign, I can distill that to one thing. We look at 316, and all these years later, we're still griping about uh, what we want to see happen at 316. We don't see much. I mean, there have been some things that happened in Gwinnett, but most of that was because of Gwinnett, uh, some things they decided to do uh, of their own accord. Yeah, the DOT doing some things with express lanes and the like, but mostly that's happening on that end of 316, not on this end of 316. What, if anything, is, is a, a gleam in somebody's eye at this point? 
Well, I mean, I, th- I think there's there's definitely things that are at the top of the list. I mean, the Oconee Connector 316 interchange is definitely uh, uh, my top priority if I can uh, continue to push forward with that. Um, you know, Governor Kemp, being from the Athens area, is not going to hurt anything. I'm very excited about that opportunity. Um, you know, uh, the, we've got a lot, of, a lot of love for this community, and we need to show it. So, um, you know, 316 is one of the things. Um, that is, I've said all along that it should have been a limited access highway from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if, if if we don't go down there and fight for it, again, uh, earn the respect of my peers um, to uh, see how badly we need that. I um, mean, that's my primary goal. Um, but you go on beyond that. I mean, there's lots of transportation projects around the area that need to be addressed. Um, obviously, um, I've had a lot of conversations about the Bishop Bypass. There's been a, you know, a mm. half half dozen community uh, um, uh, town halls about mm. that. Um, what if anything is there for the legislature to do on that? I mean, I, I'm my understanding is correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is the DOT at some point is going to tell us what is going to happen. Yeah, and we need to be the we need to be facilitators of those conversations. Um, you know, so often uh, the noisy gong gets the gets the attention, right? Yeah. So uh, we need to be down there fighting for it. Do you have a preference? I mean, do you have? I know you're hearing from constituents. What what if anything had have you come to conclude as to what should or you'd like to see happen there? In Bishop, yeah, the bypass in Bishop. You know, there's a lot. I mean, if, I th- if there is to be, one. I, I think that's the. I think the biggest problem right now is is that it seems to be really divided uh, almost evenly about. There's several different options down there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have University of Georgia voicing in on that as well with their equestrian facility down there. Um, certainly, uh, I think the latest proposal had roundabouts. Uh, interesting proposal. Um, I know it's it's I've I've traveled them in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly can be done. We got them um, in Georgia now. I mean, we got a couple of them here in town. But I mean, you go down, go to drive through, make it or to make it. Mm-hmm. Gray, if you're familiar, mm-hmm. uh, one right out there works quite well. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I think that uh, I'm hopeful. Uh, I was told in the next couple of months they're going to facilitate another town hall, and then some final decisions will be made after that. Um, I, I'm, I'm encouraged that uh, hopefully the community down there will come together and have you know more of a, a resolved voice. Yeah, that's the you, you're again you're telling me, Marcus Weed, our representative Weed, you're hearing from constituents and they haven't made up their minds on this, and you reach the point where I, I know the DOT and I, I'm assuming they're dealing in good faith and and they would like to hear from the community, but if they hear two different things from a divided community, I don't know what we want the DOT to do with that. Well, and it's possible they move on, um, and that's not and, and we don't want that. I mean, I think. Uh, Bishop would uh, is would benefit significantly from having a bypass, and the exact route of that is obviously the the biggest point of discussion. Um, but they we do need to have them come together as a community and and uh, put one voice forward. Hopefully, what's been now a, a, a full week, essentially a full week, the first week a, a week ago, and then the budget hearings this week. What if anything has been a surprise to you? Um, I think we spoke about this briefly once before. I mean, I think the biggest surprise is just I the how welcoming everybody has been, and that's on both sides of the aisle. Um, you know, we're all put in that room by the people we, we represent, um, uh, and I've got a lot of respect for every single person in that room for that for that specific reason. Um, it, it is great to go down there and just see uh, the excitement, the energy, um, and uh, willingness to willingness to really listen and, and build the relationships uh, throughout. And to be essentially from the home district of the governor. I mean that that's I don't know if that puts an extra pep in your step or what, but I mean that that's got to be it's a different dynamic. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not sure when that will be normalized for me. Um, it's so <laughs> it's uh, it's so it's so it's so crazy to um, see Governor Kemp down there. Uh, somebody that you know I've known personally for quite a while, and um, but you know it's just uh, it's just such a humbling experience. I mean I'm uh, 
you know, sitting there uh, Monday morning when we gaveled in and my family's around me, um, you know, you get choked up. There's no, uh, I mean, I don't know uh, any other way to explain that. Um, just a really uh, neat experience and, and it's an honor. And uh, we were, uh, uh, Athens delegation was selected to be part of uh, 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 Governor Kemp's uh, committee mm-hmm. um, to, uh, no, I'm forgetting the transition, the transition committee. Uh, well, uh, the, inauguration the inaugural committee. committee yeah. So uh, we escorted him into his inauguration, and then uh, again into the state of the state address. And it's just, uh, it's, but yeah, um, pretty, pretty, pretty uh, crazy to be. A couple there. of things that'll be tossed out just by way of concepts: uh, workload, learning curve. What's that been like? Uh, you know, um, I was uh, refreshed. I uh, had a conversation with uh, Representative Fry and. Uh, he said, "Well, just for the record, that was one of the busiest first weeks I've ever had." That's right. So uh, I was kind of refreshed to hear that. It's definitely <laughs> there's definitely a lot going on. Um, there's a lot of new. Um, I mean, you know, we got a new governor, new, t- new, t- new lieutenant governor, new secretary of state. Um, obviously, you know, in the House alone, we're we're well over thirty new members. Um, it's uh, there's a lot of new going on, um, but it's been great to uh, kind of absorb all that. Uh, been down there the last couple of days, uh, listening in on the hearings. Um, and, uh, for- That's where the rubber meets the road. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, and, and fortunately, uh, a group of us freshmen actually just convened in a uh, conference room to uh, listen to those hearings. Uh, what's great about that is, uh, you know, just sitting around, um, you know, if any, any one of us had a question about something that just got said, we we're able to discuss it uh, amongst ourselves without uh, interrupting the hearings. Hmm. Um, so it was, it was a great environment to learn a lot about uh, how that process works. Um, and just kind of where we're headed. State Rep. Marcus Weedauer with us another few minutes here. You mentioned the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. He took part in those budget hearings this week. Had a, a joint session, uh, joint committee meetings, House and Senate Appropriations Committee. The number he tossed out there for a new voting machine, something on the order of $150 million. Okay, we have at least something to aim at in terms of a price tag. Uh, what do we think we're looking for in terms of machines? Or has that been, ultimately, the legislature will decide this. Where are you on that? Ultimately, it will be decided by the legislator. Um, you know, what I know is that uh, I think unanimously across the board, we everyone wants an auditable trail of the voting systems. Uh, paper, I, I'm in favor of an auditable paper trail. Um, With electronic machines. Very likely, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, you know, and there's, there's obviously uh, – there's lots of arguments both ways. Um, but it has to be audifi- uh, audible. It has to be verifiable. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to uh, track that down in case something were to occur and, and, and validate that the, the election is, is – Well, legit. this is my question about that. And, and I know they used a, this type of machine as a prototype. But, uh, I think it was Conyers. They had a mayoral election down there. And, okay, we've got this new machine that is pretty much like the machine we use now in terms of being touchscreen, digital – but it also prints out that right. verifiable paper trail. All right, here's I've been asking this question, and I don't know if there's an answer, but I mean, it, I'll see. Uh, we have the election. I'm running against you, and at the end of the night, I, there's a discrepancy. The machine says I beat you by a hundred votes. We go to the paper. The paper says you beat me by a hundred votes. What are we going to believe? Well, and, and and the machines that I've seen, and, and again, there's there's like eight different suppliers that produce these machines. Um, they are actually bringing them down to the Capitol, each supplier separately, and setting up machines for us to look at. I got to, uh, the opportunity to see a couple of those last week. Um, you know, every one of them has a little bit something different, mm-hmm. um, and that's what it's. You know, that's what's ultimately that decision will be made um, in the Secretary of State's office. Um, you know, what our what our responsibility will be is to actually um, rewrite the law um, to 
state specific requirements for those for those machines. Set the parameters. That's right. That's right. And ultimately, uh, the actual specific machine where we might have input is going to be decided by the Secretary of State's office. And in terms of paying for it, I mean, is the plan for the state to pay for the whole thing? I mean, my understanding is that Clark County buys Clark County's machines and Oconee County buys Oconee's. And, and that has been the case. And by um, the way, there's right now at least, I, I, I don't think there we have the same machines all over the state, but there's no requirement. If Oconee wants to have one type of machine and Clark another, right, could they? there are parameters, correct. So right now, the, the as as proposed in the budget, it is proposed the $150 million does earmark enough money for the state to pay for electronic machines okay. that, have a pair, that have a paper trail. Okay, so there, there's that. Again, uh, Marcus Weedauer, State Representative Marcus Weedauer. What else out there? I don't know if you've, if you've written up any bills yet, any legislation that you're proposing, anything you're amending or want to. What is on your legislative agenda at this point? Well, right now, I think that the biggest thing I'm I'm excited about is uh, you know supporting Governor Kemp's rollout of the education the education funds. Um, you know, right now in the amended 2019 plan, you know, 69 million dollars, uh, one time, thirty thousand dollars to every school system across or every school across the state of Georgia. for school safety. That's right, um, over 2,200 schools. Um, you know, and that's going to be left up to each individual school how to best use that thirty thousand dollars for their for their school. Um, you know that's a that's a big that's a big chunk for a lot of these schools, a lot of these areas that really need that money um, to secure our schools. We need our kids safe um, so they can be uh, concerned about learning, not concerned about uh, if they're coming home at the end of the day. Fastest growing part of the budget every year. Now the largest part, yes, we have discussed education. Well, more than half of every budget dollar goes to education, but the fastest growing part of the budget has been for the past several years health care, specifically Medicaid. Where 